0: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to another Wessex LMC's podcast. My name is Laura Edwards and I'm a GP and one of the medical directors at Wessex LMC's. And today I'm joined by Carolyn Beale. Hi Carolyn. Hi. And Carolyn is the Support and Implementation Manager for Community Pharmacy, Swindon and Wiltshire. And I've invited Carolyn to join us today to talk about something called CPCS, which is out there and you may or may not be aware of as a frontline healthcare professional. So uh, Carolyn, welcome to today and thank you for joining us. Um, And uh, this is another change, Carolyn, (laughs) and it's a new scheme, but... We are slightly overwhelmed with changes at the moment. Uh, there have been rather a lot over the past uh, 18 months. And um, So why should GPs be interested in yet another service change?
1: Well, I think all practices should be interested in the GP Community Pharmacist Consultation Service, as it is already well established in many areas of the country and has proved to be time-saving to GP practices. GP referrals into CPCS is one of several improvement measures available to improve access for patients to more rapid and convenient consultations and helps to free up practice capacity to see more higher acuity patients. GPs are under pressure. This service will relieve some of the pressure and remove those minor ailment appointments that could be dealt with by a qualified pharmacists. So since 2019, the CPCS service has been established to manage referrals for minor illnesses and urgent medication supplies from NHS 111. This service was established to appropriately manage patients contacting 111 with certain minor ailments through community pharmacy to reduce pressure on primary and urgent care. Historically, less than 1% had resulted in a direction to a community pharmacy. These were usually directed to GP in and out of hours, walk-in centres and AE. The GP CPCS service is an extension of the CPCS and is a nationally commissioned advanced service taking referrals for minor ailments from GP practices. It does not include urgent medicine supply, as per the NHS 111 version. The service provides the same level of care, same-day appointments, close to home with a self-care emphasis, utilising the skills of pharmacists. GPCPCs relieves pressure on the wider NHS by connecting patients with a community pharmacist. This provides quick and convenient access to primary care for patients, who can either speak to the pharmacist remotely, or if attending the pharmacy, the discussion will happen in a private consultation room. This service frees up GP appointments for more complex patients and provides a professional, formal and timely service for patients. Okay, so that is great. So um, so where is this happening? So this change is happening nationally. This is a time to reset how general practice and pharmacy is viewed. There is no better time to start this service. Since Covid hit, patients are more aware of other services and changing the way they access care. A survey of 2000 people in 2020 revealed that one in three now say they would go to a pharmacist for advice before contacting their GP Mm -hmm. and the public are now happy to receive over the phone GP appointments, with only 54% of GP appointments now reported to be face-to-face. So this is a good time to introduce something new. Since 2019, areas across the UK started piloting this scheme. Two of these were very local to us in Avon and Dorset. Both pilots showed that the service could work with only one in 10 patients needing to be referred back to GPs. Most consultations resulted in giving advice and self-care education, and only 25% resulted in the sale of an over-counter medicine. So more recently, the service is being successfully implemented across our region, and the results are showing. In one PCN in Wiltshire, I was told that the first two weeks of implementation saved their GPs 60 hours through referring minor ailments to GP CPCS.
0: Wow, (laughs) that's a lot. I guess that's one of the reasons why this is really useful to be aware of um, because there's always so many changes going on. It can be really difficult to know as a practice which ones actually kind of help you and which ones provide extra quality but don't actually necessarily necessarily save you any time or increase your efficiency. And this one sounds like something once you get it off the ground, as again, we've all got to accept takes a while to get these things started. There will be some groundwork to get it to work well. But if you can get it working well, actually it offers a great service for your patients, but it also actually frees up GP time, which is great. Um, because we, as we know, we just simply don't have enough GPs at the moment and we have a lot of patients who want and need to be seen so can you talk us through how it actually works like we've got the concept of patients going to pharmacies and it involves the GP practice somehow so just talk us yes. you how, how it actually works
1: so this service works in a very easy manner the patient will call the practice for a GP appointment in the usual way Depending on their symptoms, if they are minor ailments, they will be offered a same-day private consultation with a community pharmacist at a pharmacy of their choice. Practice staff are trained and follow an agreed checklist for ailments and exclusions. With the patient's consent, they are referred to a local pharmacy. An electronic referral is sent securely to the pharmacy. So, Then a consultation will be provided by the pharmacist, and during the consultation, pharmacists can access the summary care records, which may detail the patient's current medications, allergies, and any previous bad reactions to medicines. The pharmacist will check for red flags, give advice, patient education and self-care, and may advise on the purchase of a product. If the patient needs to be referred back to the GP for an appointment, the pharmacist will contact the practice. They will advise the practice of the patient's need, i.e. whether they need just a non-urgent appointment or an urgent appointment. Alternatively, a patient may be escalated to a higher acuity healthcare location. The consultation is documented and a report can be automatically sent back to the practice to be added to the patient's record
0: okay so uh, what this does is patients are approaching the practice in the normal way they don't know they're going to have a cpcs consultation but actually this is a way of diverting them to actually that they might get seen sooner quicker and in an appropriate way um, by by a pharmacist so it's the practice staff and it's up to them isn't it who does that so it could be their reception team it could be a care navigator i guess it could be a nurse or a gp but Ideally, it's not because you've actually diverted them before they've got to that point. Is that right? Yes, that is. Okay, and so the GP is not involved in having to fill out the referral, which again makes people know Okay, so that's really good. And then off they head, and they get this consultation. Okay, so yes. that's great. You've talked about the practice staff having to do this. And I think in most practices, as I've just said, it would be the reception team that are doing this. Um, Do they need
1: any training? And if so, how long does that training take? Yes, um, they would need would receive a small amount of training. The training is around an hour, excluding questions. So obviously, there's always opportunity for people to ask questions and to really understand what is expected of them. We're not expecting that it is further work for staff. Um, This should just fit into the normal way they refer.
0: Okay, okay. Probably a little bit because they've got that conversation of do you want to go here and try to send the referral, et cetera, but hopefully saving GP time and and therefore going, it's it's smoother. Um, And uh, so an hour is quite quick. That's really good. Um, But they're not taking clinical risks because it's quite a fixed list, isn't it? It is. Yes. Okay. Um, And you said one in 10 in initial pilots came back to general practice. Is that roughly a kind of level that we're seeing as this is rolling out? Because often pilots come up with different things. Um, So is is that the same as real world data?
1: Yes. I think generally one in 10 are being referred back to the practice. And this is usually where their condition has become worse since the initial phone call. Or they have not been clear on their ailment.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And they've got directed badly. Okay. Yeah. And
0: have there been any adverse incidents that we know about, or is it generally working well?
1: Um, I think it's working well. Um, and what I would say is one of the things that can really help is the member of staff who's talking to the patient just asking how long have they had their condition because actually um we would expect patients to say but they don't always so um, that's that's always helpful yeah okay
0: and um and are there any opportunities for feedback in this in this loop at all
1: Yes. So, the feedback that we've actually had from practices is that the service is saving a huge number of appointments for minor ailments that can now be used for more complex patients. In my area, we have practices referring up to around eight patients a day, which takes a large number of patients away from the GPs, Mm. with around less than one being referred back. So, For the service to work well, it has to be underpinned by good collaboration and clear communication between practices and pharmacies. So we've been told that the service has enabled more discussion and more working together within PCNs, which can only be a good thing for patients. Relationships are being built by not only the pharmacists and the patients, but also between pharmacists and practices. Patient feedback has been that the service is easy to access and timely, ensuring that they gain advice when they really need it.
0: Okay. And what kind of ailments, just for kind of clarity, what kind of stuff is covered by it, just as examples?
1: Yes, the service covers all general minor ailments that GPs would see every day. So bites and stings, eye and ear complaints, cold and flu symptoms, mouth and throat issues, congestion, gyne, thrush, gastric and bowel issues, skin complaints, allergies and hay fever, and of course, general pain and swellings. So, you know, it is the general minor ailments. Okay. And
0: um, and again, the only thing I'm thinking when I hear you say this is that at the start of it is that that classic thing that they're ringing the GP practice and then they're getting an appointment really quite quickly, um, which might feel to them like a bit of a kind of queue jump. Do you think that this initiative is actually encouraging people to ring their GPs?
1: Um, we believe that the service does not encourage patients to call their practice, these patients are generally the ones that are already calling for an appointment and may be disappointed that there are no appointments available. Mm. So this service does give the opportunity for staff to offer a same-day appointment with that with a healthcare professional. And I think generally that's what people want. Often the minor ailments have been ongoing. Um, and then suddenly they've decided they want to do something about them. Um, and actually what they want is just to speak to someone about their ailments.
0: Yeah. I guess they don't know what pharmacists can do. I think I think that's one of the things is pharmacists, is, I've heard it said many times, they're underutilized for the, yes. the professional competence they have. Um, and I think it's one of those things, you know, we all struggle until you have a problem. You don't necessarily know who you need to go to until you've been to say yeah. that person can fix this or that person can help me with that. Um, and, and it's really confusing the health system. You know, I would acknowledge that. Uh, we have a plethora of, of um, avenues people can go down and it's really difficult to know when you can go to a pharmacy, when you should be going to a GP, when you should go to a minor injuries unit, when you should go to a and um, So we do have to help people navigate this. Um, but I guess the only way by doing it is pushing them to the right place um, and then they learn, you know, and, and that, that learning will hopefully spread. And in this way, they get a timely consultation, which is great. Yeah. Um, So um, are there any um, things in the future where people are there any developments where people might be able to access this directly with a pharmacist rather than having to go through their GP to get it?
1: At the moment, this is the formal process. And what we want to do is encourage people to go through the formal process because then there is a record of their consultation, which comes back to the GP practice, which is great news. Um, So in your area, how far have you got? So in our area, in Swindon and Wiltshire, we have 13 PCNs already delivering the service to their patients. This is successful with patients appreciating a same day consultation with a pharmacist. There is evidence that having a community pharmacist appointment for minor illnesses generally results in the same outcome as if the patient had seen their GP. Not only are the practices saving a large amount of appointments, which can be provided to those in greater need, but the pharmacists have control over their time and can provide professional private consultations. Pharmacist contact with the patient is recorded and sent to the practice for patient record. This ensures that clinical information is documented when informal visits to a pharmacy simply are not the service has proved very popular with patients who are positive about its convenience and speed of access. Around 90% of patients referred by their GP surgery are helped successfully by the pharmacist that they see. Community pharmacy has long been the first port of call for many people seeking advice and information about health concerns, but not for all. So pharmacists are trained in the clinical use of medicines the assessment and management of minor illnesses, recognising red flag symptoms, and of course, providing health and wellbeing advice. They can give treatment advice about a range of common conditions and minor health concerns, as well as advising patients how to optimise the medicines they are taking for long term conditions and when to seek medical advice. GPCPCS offers accessible and trustworthy advice from a community pharmacist, empowering people to self-care in relation to minor illness conditions.
0: That's really helpful, okay. And um, and is there any support for uh, practices to bring this in?
1: So there is support for practices and this will differ in each LPC area. As a minimum, practice staff will receive training on the service um, and we'll have contact a contact to be able to go to if there are any issues.
0: Okay, so the LPC, just for people who aren't familiar with that, is the Local Pharmaceutical Committee. So they are like the LMC, except they uh, represent and support pharmacy contractors. So they're sort of leading on this because it's the pharmacy, uh, a pharmacy contra- contract that's there, but um, different areas have got different levels of support. But there is usually support out there to try and bring this in, isn't there? There is. There theres yeah so that's great and and let's say you're a gp you've heard about this and thought oh that's interesting haven't really heard about it in my practice would love to be able to share this perhaps kind of en- enthuse my practice to, to take this one by the horns and run with it how how would they find out more to be able to share with their colleagues or their practice manager to, to perhaps say we, we've missed this one guys we're not doing as much as we can with it actually we'd love to do some more how can they find out some more
1: So basically, I would suggest having a look at the local LPC website, Mm -hmm. Um, you will find the contact details there and further information about GPCPCS
0: okay and then have a look there and then perhaps get in touch with your lpc and there might be someone who can talk it through with you like carolyn each area's got potentially slight subtle variations of how they're doing things what supports available how far the rollout's got etc and um, so it's worth getting in touch with your uh, local um, lpc for that so that's really helpful thank you carolyn for explaining that um i think it's worth a while for all of us to be aware of this again sometimes we see patients there are so many new services services and service changes going on, that they can describe things sometimes and, and we're not aware of them. And then, th- then you can end up with kind of mutual incomprehension of how they, how they, who they've seen and how they've seen them. Um, so it's really helpful for us to be aware in our consultation rooms, especially when some of this diversion may happen before they reach us uh, and then they've come back to us, let's say. It's useful to understand how, how they got there and why they've come back. So really useful to hear about that. Um, And we hope that this rollout will be really successful um, and uh, mutually beneficial for not only GPs, patients and the pharmacists as well. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.